This is a sermon for Sunday the 13th of September. Well, I'm not really sure that I can really believe it, but today is my last day of services here at St Mary's Richmond, part of our Benefits of Richmond with Hudswell and Downham and Mask. When we were setting out the rota a couple of months ago, it seemed ages ago and suddenly it's here. The benefits of Richmond with Hudsall and Downham and Mask is special and will continue to be so to me and to us as a family. What a privilege it has been to worship here as a family and to help lead and be part of a team for such a fantastic benefit. These last few years have been such a privilege to be allowed, enabled, encouraged to play a part in the bigger picture of sharing God's love here on earth and to do so among a wonderful group of family and friends of all ages. To be allowed and encouraged and enabled to try out new things, make suggestions, make mistakes, run with things. You are a very forgiving and encouraging group of people. And so thank you. Now, the readings for today aren't maybe the easiest in some ways, but in other ways, they are very simple. They are talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness by God for each of us, our forgiveness of others, and a sense of unity. Our reading from Matthew chapter 18 tells us of the parable of the slave who was released by his master of his death of his debt, but when asked by a fellow slave to forgive him his debts, he refuses. When the master hears about this, the slave who refused to forgive is facing a most unpleasant life. And then our reading from Romans talks about how we should not pass judgment on one another, but rather leave the judging to God. Forgiveness is not an easy concept and can mean different things to different people. Forgiving someone of something they have done wrong to us is not easy. We are, each of us, made in the image of God. And as such, we are called to reflect God's relentless forgiveness. Micah says we are called to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. We are called to be people who extend mercy as quickly as God. For such is the wonder and incredible love of our God for each of us that if we genuinely seek his forgiveness, he will forgive us. His love for us is so immense, so relentless. We just need to look to the cross. Now, these last few weeks, there have been messages between new starters like me who are starting at Durham at Cranmer. And one of the group of messages shared photographs of what the different buildings are that make up St John's and Cranmer Hall. One photograph showed the Learning Resource Centre built on the site of the former warden of Cranmer's home, John Pritchard. And the other is Etchell's house, which prompted various questions of who was Etchells? Now, Dr Ruth Etchells was a former principal of St John's College at Durham and she was a scholar and an author and a poet and was the first lay person and first woman to be appointed to be a principal of a Church of England training college. And um, she was apparently a very special lady. 
And it's at that point I remembered the poem which she wrote and which if ever we needed a description of what it is to forgive, then maybe this is it. And I have shared it before, but shamelessly, I will share it again. It's called The Ballad of the Judas Tree. In hell there grew a Judas tree where Judas hanged and died because he could not bear to see his master crucified. Our Lord descended into hell and found his Judas there, forever hanging on the tree, grown from his own despair. So Jesus cut his Judas down and took him in his arms. It was for this I came, he said, and not to do you harm. My father gave me 12 good men and all of them I kept. The one betrayed and one denied. Some fled and others slept. In three days time I must return to make the others glad. But first I had to come to hell and share the death you had. My tree will grow, grow in place of yours. Its roots lie here as well. There is no final victory without this soul from hell. So when we all condemned him, as of every traitor worst, remember that of all his men, our Lord forgave him first. In these hugely uncertain times, it would be very easy to become utterly despondent when we watch the news and read the papers. And we can become tetchy and edgy with each other and anxious about things that we might not normally be anxious about. But maybe, and not in a blasé way, but rather in a grounded way, maybe it is time to go back to basics. As our lives journey on, even though you and I, we are on different paths, maybe we need to just remind ourselves that God is love. And God's love for each of us is beyond our imagination, as is his mercy and forgiveness, his gentleness and his strength. As we look to the future, let's try to live lives of service and love, of trust, lives with empathy and in unity, lives filled with forgiveness, lives reflecting hope, being imaginative and courageous and always praying for each other and for the world. Whichever churches or groups of people we are in, family or friends, at home or in church, in school or in work, on paper or on the phone, on the internet or face to face, wherever we are, whatever we are doing, let's continue to be people who are always thinking ahead, looking to the bigger picture, considering how to be inclusive and broad and always welcoming. For we are called to be people of love and of service, love of and love for God and serving others for God. We must always remain people of grace and love, mercy and hope, trusting in the transforming power of our God whose love is unstoppable united in love and service of God, always holding on to that which is good. Trusting our future with our eternal God, placing our lives and service to him and others 
in his hands. As we look to the future, we give thanks for the past and we hold on to that which is good. And so today, in this strange and unusual and unpredictable and creative times, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in him, so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.